0: Today's episode brought to you by BossPods.com. Want a podcast like a boss? We've got the inside word on how to set up a podcast that's actually worth something. We've got the industry's best to show you how. BossPods.com.
1: Podcast like a boss.
2: So you're heading to Australia very soon.
1: Yeah, we're really excited about that. Really, really excited. I know some of the guys went to Australia already, but me, it's my first time, so I'm really, really ecstatic.
2: <laughs> what's your kind of uh, what's your idea about what Australia is gonna be like?
1: Um, I have a friend who's over there and she sent me some pictures uh of Sydney. Um, and I think she went to uh Melbourne also, so I saw a few pictures and uh, a few stuff and 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 it's it seems so beautiful, so I can't wait to to see that with my own eyes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is it is an amazing country and and there's some amazing things to uh, to see and and what an amazing kind of adventure to go with this new band, uh, Bocante to. Uh, to to australia and all over the world it's really must be an amazing sort of uh, experience for you
1: it's it's incredible really uh, i feel so so um, honored and 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 i'm really grateful for that <laughs>
0: Volonté à l'eau sainte, ouvrez-nous toutes côté haut, pour nous péaler, vivre au paradis, celle côté qui a compté, ouvrez mon comprend, c'est vous qui n'y raison, et les mounes qui entendent, y'a pas besoin de vivre plus longtemps, faut mon choisir un bon. Espérer, c'est le bon. Et vêlez-nous qui mort, bon dit qui fait quand nous comptons. Very am
2: Malika Tirolien is the powerful voice behind the new band Bocante, which is what you just heard. Growing up in the Caribbean, Malika made the move to Montreal at the age of 18 in pursuit of a career as a singer. While supporting Snarky Puppy, whom you've heard on this podcast, she met Michael League. Flash forward a few years and Bocante is born. Bocante, meaning exchange in Creole, is eight outstanding musicians from four continents. And now they're taking their sound around the world with their debut album, Strange Circles. You can catch them in Australia at Warm Adelaide on the 11th and 12th of March with tickets available at warmadelaide.com.au. I want to talk about Bocante, but before we get into that, I'd love to kind of understand a little bit about your life and, and how you arrived at this point of being in this band and when I was looking into into um, you know your life and and your career, I'm really taken by kind of your upbringing and and your roots. Um, you you were brought up in the Caribbean, is that right?
1: Yeah, I, I grew up in in uh, the Caribbean, in Guadeloupe, more precisely. And even more precisely in Marie Galante, because <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, Guadeloupe is an archipelago of like a few islands, and one of the little tiny islands that you can't see on the map <laughs> is Marie Galante, and it's where I'm from, uh, my family also. And uh, I I went to study in Montreal when uh, I was 18. I moved to Canada to study jazz music. Um, I, I fell in love with jazz while studying it. And uh, I I got to uh, meet all the Montreal scene, the hip-hop, soul, jazz scene from Montreal. From there, um, I went in, the, in a band called Ground Food. Uh, it was like a really hip-hop, soul-ish, uh, jazz band. And we opened for Snarky Puppy. Oh, wow. And Snarky Puppy really, really liked that band. And they invited me after that performance, they invited me to New York to play with them um, in Rockwood and uh, several times. And then we, we did the album Family Dinner um, with the song that got that got the Grammy <laughs> with Layla Hathaway. Mm. And from there, like um, the relationship, like the friendship, between uh, between us and the band was was established.
2: What was it like growing up? Uh, what was what was the kind of day to day life like for you? I suppose I read that your um, your grandparents were quite artistic, as were your parents, uh, very musical, yes. um, very poetic. So there was a lot of that kind of creativity coursing through your life at that period.
1: Yes, exactly. And um, it's I have a really musical family. Um, My father is a multi-instrumentalist. He plays flute, he plays saxophone, he sings, he plays like uh, uh, percussions. Um, He's really, and he loves all kinds of music too, so he would play everything at home. Uh, And then my aunt, uh, his sister, is a music teacher (laughs) So she she's really really uh, into classical music, but into like all kinds of music also. She she leads a choir. Uh, my grandmother is is a pianist. Um, my grandfather was a really really big big poet, um, and he's really known in uh, in the francophony, uh, from his uh, poems that are really uh, um, powerful and. Uh, um really how can I say that? Uh uplifting for for the the people of the diaspora.
2: Oh wow. What's so, his uh, what's his name?
1: Yeah. Guy Tyrolien. Okay. So um my father said that even from the womb <laughs> I would be like really moved by music. <laughs> but personally I, I really I really fell completely in love with it when I, I was a teenager. I, I really understood uh, how good it made me feel to to sing and to play piano.
2: What's your earliest memory of uh, of performing? Do you remember the first time that you did perform?
1: Yeah, it, I was really young because um, I was playing piano, but I never took courses before and I would play back something that I heard. So my parents were like, okay, we need to put her in <laughs> piano classes. <laughs> So that, that's how I went to um, a classical piano for, for years. So because I was doing classical piano, I had like, there was always that um, um, show at the end of the year where you showcase <laughs> whatever you you learned, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I was doing that. So it, at an early age, I think maybe my first performance was like at six, six years old or something like that
2: yeah wow
1: and my first studio performance was at eight years old <laughs> because uh, my father had had a band um, and the singer from the band couldn't make it to the studio and because my father would play the music from his band like a lot at home I, I, I remembered like the lyrics and and the melodies and and then they were like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And I was like, oh, I can record that for you. <laughs> and everybody was laughing because <laughs> I was eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and,
1: and my father was like, no, 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 give her a chance. Give her a chance. We'll see. Mm. And then so I went into the booth and, and I recorded like that song.
2: So before you moved to Montreal, I mean, when growing up in a, in a small island in the Caribbean, yeah. Was it a very, it must have been a very sort of communal environment. Uh, I imagine it's, you know, everyone sort <laughs> yeah. of would know each other and everyone would be um, in this really, I suppose, beautiful way, this great community.
1: Yes, exactly. Especially in Marie Galante because it's so small. Um, like a lot of, we know each other. Uh, and like there's no traffic lights in Marie Galante. It's to explain to you like how small it is. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so it's like it's really a, a beautiful community of, of people. There are like three cities, um, in there and and yeah, I, it it was just really really beautiful. It felt uh, safe and uh, it felt like a really great environment to to live in to uh, to grow up in but at the same time because it's so small um sometimes the way of thinking is is getting um how can i say that not smaller but uh like a little bit close too you know
2: sure close-minded
1: yeah a little bit close-minded so it's because the smaller it gets the the harder it gets to to get out and to you know like just see the world. So, um, as a, a a person from Madagascar, I'm I'm really really so grateful and honored to to be able to do this world tour very soon.
2: So, when you did decide that you were going to move to Montreal at age 18, what was it like to separate from your family? And to, was this the first time that you'd been in a in a bigger environment because Montreal is a big city I mean yes. compared to most places in the world it's a big city but especially yes. I imagine coming from an, from a small island
1: yeah it was uh, it was really uh, I think about it now like at the time I, I was I was so sure i was like yeah i want to go there <laughs> this is what i want to do <laughs> and I, it, it was not a big deal for me i was ready to go <laughs> see the world even like at 13 if i could have gone at 13 i would have done it <laughs> mm. i was i was a really um uh i i was how can i say that a, a a dreaming teenager mm. <laughs> like I, I wanted yeah i had big dreams and I, I wanted to travel a lot i wanted to get out of Guadeloupe since a young age and when it finally happened it was it was really really excited exciting for me i was very happy to go there and it's only when i got here <laughs> that i was like Oh yeah, but it's true. I'm I'm not gonna see my family that often <laughs> anymore. <laughs> mm. But it came after. I had I had to get out to really start missing Guadeloupe actually, and uh, a lot of people when I, I came in there because I knew nobody in in Montreal and in Canada, <laughs> um, so a lot of people were surprised and they were like, "Okay, you just left like that. You're 18. You don't know anybody in a new country." this is really risky and 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 I didn't see it like that. I, I saw it only as really exciting and, and really um, it, as if it was a, a blessing to be able to do it.
2: What was it about jazz music that you were really attracted to in this course? What did it kind of awaken in you that you know, that you hadn't experienced before or or, um, or that's kind of driven you to continue this career?
1: My father would try to make me listen to some jazz when I was a teenager and I didn't like it. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was really into r and and soul and hip hop. And unfortunately, there there, were, there was no school of R&B and soul and hip hop <laughs> in Canada, <laughs> So I had to choose between classical music and jazz music and jazz music is the root finally of like hip hop and soul and R&B. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the root so I can get to to the, what I want. But then while studying jazz, I fell completely in love with uh, like the, the, because the harmonies are so rich and that the... the the melodies are like more complex um it's as if you're like more free to explore more things in jazz than in in pop music for example um it's it's more more notes more chords um more freedom rhythmically also because you can have like odd time signatures and, and stuff like that and i I found it so so rich and and limitless. That's that's why I fell in love with it.
2: As you're starting to work your instrument and really start to get into your musicality, are you kind of starting to see how your upbringing and your family has really influenced um, your your ability to sing and the way that you understand music, or did it feel uh, like it was just this thing that was sort of happening to you.
1: Well, I feel like your environment has to influence uh, what you, who you are, and and what you become. Because, um, like for me, inspiration and creativity comes from whatever we live every day—the uh, good and the bad, you know. And and so for me, it's yeah. My family is is totally a part of of this, and not only my family, like all the experiences that I had in my life.
2: Mm. Do you feel as though, as a musician, um, you or as any sort of creative or, or artist, that you need to use what makes you unique and and what makes you special? to 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 really have and lead a creative life as opposed to you know it, it, it would be very simple perhaps to um to kind of try and be like everyone else to try and be a pop singer or or to try and make um you know a a popcorn film or or whatever it is but that may not necessarily be honouring who you are. I'm not sure if what I'm saying is making sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally, totally. It makes total sense. Um, Yeah, you know, like that thing where uh, everybody says, yeah, you have to be yourself. You need to stay true to yourself. Sometimes it it can sound really cheesy, but it's actually really (laughs) relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It's really important, you know, like there is nobody... Uh, like you or like me or like you know we're all unique and we're all like together at the same time it's it's a weird balance you know but it's it's really important to be able to celebrate our uniqueness like each each one of us actually I really try to always go with with what I feel and sometimes it might not be the best decision (laughs) it's not always the best decision but but it's the most um, satisfying one.
2: Is that something that you feel like you've always done or did you feel like maybe when you were starting off uh, when you were 18 or, or you know, in your sort of early years that you were trying to be someone else?
1: No, it's, it's something that I always tried to do. Maybe I wasn't doing it that well in my early years because... You know, when you start, you don't have in, enough experience to actually know who you are. <laughs> you know, you're still looking, you're still um, listening to so many stuff and and trying to find your place in the world. You know, yeah. But then, but I was always trying to find um, myself through music, and uh, and it, it just is just becoming like clearer and clearer every year.
2: Your music is very uh, very honest, I think, and Thank you. and and it's very at times it can be quite raw, but it always feels like it's it's very accessible, you know, it doesn't feel I don't feel confronted by it, but I can certainly connect and relate to to you know the the things that you're singing about and the way that you sing. How important is it for you to to be honest and how important is it in creativity to be uh, to be honest and to be authentic and to speak from your own sense of uh, truth.
1: It's I I feel like maybe not like it, it's not a rule, but for me it's really important. I've I'm coming from a place where people like even even my family people are really frank. You know, they're gonna. They're gonna tell you straight up <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing something bad or something they don't like. And I, I come from that place um, where it's important to, to to trust people enough so you know that they're gonna tell you stuff to make you grow. You know, uh, always from a place of love. Like you just you just don't want to hate, and that's it. It's it's um it's important to to be able to give. Um, to, to give your your perspective of the world, but in an honest and loving place, you know, because if it's just to make it better, well, I I, I feel like it's it's a good thing.
2: Mm.
1: So I always try to to do things from that place, and not only in music, you know, in, in my relationships with my friends, with my family, with my people. So yeah, it's it's important. Um, it's important to to be to be true with each other.
2: Yeah, and I I think as you say it's not just a rule for your writing or for your performance but you know just in life in general it's good to yeah. it's, it's something to a good thing to practice.
1: Exactly.
2: I mean is that something that you aim for when you're when you're writing music is it is it to connect yeah. is it to make people feel like you know, they're not alone. Is it what what's what's kind of what's driving you when you're when you're writing uh, music?
1: It's it can be different. Sometimes it's really um I'm really putting out an emotion that I'm feeling. <laughs> so sometimes yeah, it's it's selfish like that. <laughs> but some other time it's it's really oh, um I would have loved to hear that. Like when I, when I had to pass through this, <laughs> mm. I would have loved to hear that, you know, that that would have helped me. And if maybe somebody has to leave that, maybe they, they will want to hear that. So in case <laughs> it's something that would help, uh, let me write it.
2: So you mentioned earlier that you met Michael League uh, when your yes. band was supporting Snarky Puppy and you yeah. you went on to collaborate with him on the family dinner volume 1 album with an amazing song um I'm not the one <laughs> which is uh you know just a lung busting song I love listening I listened to it uh today um I hadn't listened to it for a little while and it's just it's it's an amazing an amazing tune and I think that the chemistry with uh, with that band is is simply phenomenal uh
1: it's- Crazy,
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really crazy. Um, how did the uh, the idea for creating this new band, this new project, Bocante, how did that come about?
1: Well, it was all Michael.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he came to Montreal with Snarky Puppy. Actually, um, they they come almost like every year to Montreal, and they were there for the Jazz Fest. But it was the first time they actually played the Montreal Jazz Festival, um, which I was kind of pissed off about <laughs> <laughs> because I've, apparently they sent a lot, a lot, like they tried to get in the festival like for a few years and it's only when they got the Grammy that, <laughs> yeah, right. that the Jazz Festival was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so... They were always coming to Montreal, though, but always playing, like, smaller venues. But then they got the Grammy. They got super huge. And the first time they played the festival, they they, they sold out the Metropolis, which is, like, super huge. Mm. And so they invited me to perform with them at the Metropolis. And, and it was incredible. And after that show, we were, like... Chilling <laughs> uh, at some of uh, uh, Michael's friends in Montreal, and he was like, "Yeah, I had this new idea of a band. I want to create a new band, and uh, I I would like you to be like the lead singer of that band. Would it be something that interests you?" <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: après on des trois jours de là il est si réjoue pour là peut te voler casa et pont toutes affaires
2: Band's got some some pretty amazing, uh, uh, pretty amazing practitioners in it, um, including yourself.
1: Like, oh uh, my god! But really amazing and, and crazy musicians, and I, I was like, okay, I I don't know, okay, I don't know this person. Then I met them, then I I read their bios, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened to them, I heard them, and oh, it it's. It's incredible. It's incredible to be able to play with them.
2: Well, I mean, you know, playing with, you know, some of the sort of founding members of Snarky Puppy, Jamie Haddad, who, you know, played with Paul Simon and Sting. Sting. Yeah. Um, You know, Roosevelt Collier.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so amazing. Everybody is, is crazy in that band, seriously. Everybody has their own sound. Everybody has their own influences and that's what makes the the that's what makes the band finally you know it's 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 so beautiful to see how everybody's bringing something really important in the band and, and it all works together
2: it seemed to me like the band has a kind of bigger purpose though than just making music i mean most bands that uh that have some substance i imagine it's more than just about the music, but something that really struck me was um, something that I read about the band, which is that, uh, I'd just like to read a little paragraph. Um, The band Bocante is rich in the sound of both Delta and Desert. The unusual but evocative instrumentation blends musical worlds to convey an urgent message of social awareness against the rising tide of exclusion and human indifference. Totally. And the word bocante means exchange. Exchange. In, in Creole. Exactly.
1: Yes. So it's exactly the purpose of the band to bring all these people that are coming from so many different cultures and, and places. And to to realize maybe through music, but it's 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 so universal, it's like in every aspect of life. But it it's just everybody as as we were saying earlier everybody is unique and everybody has something to bring you know to the world and and, and that's that's exactly what is happening in in that band it is everybody is different but everybody is bringing something on the table and and that thing um that we create all together is magical you know it's 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 beautiful to see how we can all communicate musically together, and it should be like um, it, it's it's so simple because it's that the life is that you know, and we we have the tendency of of forgetting about that because sometimes we're too into our heads or too into um, uh, our our own worlds, and maybe that's what makes separations sometimes that we just need to remember that we we can all be together and create so many things together. You
2: know? How do you think uh, we could make that change happen?
1: With all the, what is happening into the world right now, I feel like it's it's kind of happening already because people are standing up, actually. Like the, the march, the women march was like a beautiful example of how we can all come together, you know. It was, the only thing was the, the gender separation. But even, even that didn't like, like a, a lot of men went, were at the march also, you know, but it's just a, a proof that we can all come together. Like we don't care about like our religions and, and where we come from and the the color of our skins. Like it's, it's just a question of, of being together and, and making it work all together, you know, through understanding and, and communication.
2: How will you know or how will you define um Bocante as being a success? What would be what would be an amazing kind of thing for for the band to achieve in a kind of bigger picture sense?
1: I don't know. Like the thing I, I really respect um you know that time Bob Marley actually got two really rival <laughs> political uh, sides to come together and, and, and just like uh, hold hands like on stage. Yeah. You know, he got to do that. I don't know if it really did something <laughs> <laughs> in the end, but that was so powerful. And he almost died for that because they, they, he was supposed to do that show and they, they came to his home, like somebody came to, to his home and, and and fired, like shot, fired, um, uh, shot him and, and shot his wife and shot people. But he still came to that show and he did that.
2: Creating some that. social change and creating some social yeah, awareness. Yeah,
1: that would be, that would be, wow, like to just, to just live in a time like this is is really challenging, but beautiful at the same time. Because because if and and for me, when <laughs> the change is, is gonna come, it, it's gonna be a, a a beautiful time to live in.
2: Well, it's been really amazing to uh, to to speak with you and to hear about your your journey uh, through <laughs> through music and to hear about Bocante. I, uh, I I end every every podcast conversation uh, with the same question, and that question is Malika, what makes you silly?
1: <laughs> what makes me silly?
2: What makes you silly?
1: Oh my god! Um, I'm really I'm a really distracted person. <laughs> 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 If I really have to focus, I can focus, but yeah, it, it takes a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very yeah, easily yeah. distracted. Yes. What? Yes. What? What do you? What do you usually get distracted by?
1: Everything. everything. <laughs> 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 you know, you're working, and and in these times, it's even like worse because of all the social medias and everything like that. So, if I know that I want to work, I have to really like. Cut off everything <laughs> because anything is gonna distract me, and I'm gonna just go <laughs> go with the flow and forget what I was supposed to do.
2: Well, good luck with your tour of Australia and the rest of the world, um, and thank, thank you, so, you so, much so much for being on my show.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me, and and you're really nice and uh, super fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>